1: Gets the protection. He goes long and on his back to ice it is Marquez valdez Scantling For the second straight week, he catches a long ball. He had
0: two of them against the Bills. You never know how many you're going to get to or if you're going to get to any. Um, And so it truly is special. just to do it with these guys after what we've been through all season long, guys coming together, um, it really is special. But uh, I, I told them, I mean, job's not done. I mean, our job now is to prepare ourselves to play a good football team in the Super Bowl and try to get that ring.
1: Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the Bet QL Network.
0: Jim Nance with the call from CBS this past Sunday. And then, of course, the voice of the great Patrick Mahomes postgame. Patrick Mahomes will be going uh, in about, you know, a little less than two weeks. Sunday, February 11th against the San Francisco 49ers for his third Super Bowl ring. Uh, our next guest who's going to join us in just a second, Mark Schlereth. He has three three Super Bowl rings. Uh, Mark's going to join us coming up in a moment, but want to remind our live audience that 20 minutes from now, uh, Super Bowl champion of the Denver Broncos and linebacker on their old decade team, Brandon Marshall, our Beck Network teammate, stops by, talking Super Bowl 58. We'll do some NBA next hour with our friend Noops. And uh, I... I still got to give you my thoughts on the game. Was off yesterday. Can't wait to do that with Ken. Side total and some early prop thoughts as well. All our bets for tonight coming up in the Power Hour, final hour of the show. But joining us right now, making his you better you bet debut. Someone that both of us have been a fan of for for a long time, and it is awesome to welcome to the show three time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth. Now oh, does great work for the NFL on Fox on Twitter at his name at Mark Schlereth. Mark, welcome to you better you bet. Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, we really appreciate. Appreciate the time. How's it going?
1: It's going great, man. Pleasure to be with you guys. Mark, would just love to start with
0: uh, maybe some thoughts from the, the two games that we saw on Sunday Then obviously get kind of your first thought on the Super Bowl. We played the the Patrick Mahomes highlight there. That was the play that cinched it. But obviously, like a lot went into that game, positive and negative, positive for Kansas City mostly and negative for Baltimore. Like do you, Nick asked a guess this earlier, and I totally agree with kind of this framing. Do you think that was more... Kansas City winning the game, kind of seizing it? Or, or were you surprised at what Baltimore did in the game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was surprised by Baltimore. I was disappointed by Baltimore. You know, for me, it brought back some, some you know, oh. bad memories of, of a playoff loss uh, that we had when I was in Denver against Jacksonville. And You know, I've told this story before, but I came home on a Wednesday after we put the game plan in, and we're sitting down as a family having dinner, and my wife is like, what's wrong? And I was like, shoot, we're going to lose this game. She's like, what are you talking about? And I go, this game plan is complicated, and they can make us based on – like there's this thing going around in, in the NFL, and I hear it from coaches all the time, especially young coaches, and it drives me crazy. Well, we can get into a premium play here. Right? We're going to can this. We're going to kill this play. We're going to get ourselves into a premium play. And ultimately, what I told my wife that night was they can make us check out of just about every run. And in that season, Terrell Davis had over 1,700 yards rushing. We're the number one seed. And he ran the ball 25 times a game, every game. Well, they got into several different fronts that made us check out of our run game and TD had, I think at the end of the day, had like 12 or 14 carries for over six yards a carry, 95, almost 100 yards. And my point is this, is I want to, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose doing what I do well. That's that's how it's going to go. And I'm not going to let you dictate to me. And ultimately, the Baltimore Ravens are the best running, running team in football. And that zone read stuff that they do, because Lamar is such a threat, Number one, you got to figure out how you're going to play the edge, right? How you're going to play that play. And it's just about impossible. And if Lamar pulls the ball and threatens the edge, well, I mean, oftentimes we've watched him. He's like a, a varsity player against JV players. These are NFL players. He makes them look like JV players. And so a couple different things happen. If you hand it off, half the time the backside is so frightened of Lamar keeping it that they can't constrict, they can't squeeze down. So, there's huge cutback lanes for the running backs. And then, if Lamar keeps it, he's a free show. And oh, by the way, all their play action RPO game comes off of that. And so, the biggest thing about that, that I've talked to coaches and, and doing Baltimore games, they're like, hey, what we want to do is make Lamar be a dropback passer. If we can do that, we feel like we can beat the Ravens. Well, I felt like the Ravens made Lamar a dropback. Like the Ravens decided, hey, we're going to out Mahomes Mahomes. Uh, sorry, but you won't because he's he's the best. So I don't I don't have any idea what they were doing and why they got so far away from what they are. Um, and it's it's you know it's frustrating. It was frustrating to watch, and I'm sure it's you know if you live in Baltimore, you're sick right now.
0: Well, uh, we we bet the Chiefs, so we loved it, but certainly yeah, certainly agree, but yeah. but uh, agree agree one agree 100 that's about a 10 out of 10 answer I love NFL history Mark and I, I just kind of want to ask you how good it felt to thump the Jaguars the next year in the playoffs and route to a Super Bowl championship but in the interest of time let's uh talk about the other game that we saw on Championship Sunday and I think the big talking point coming out and we'll get to the Niners and Chiefs coming up in a second was you know Dan Campbell's decision making uh I'm on record saying I loved what I saw from Dan Campbell and people are obviously t- totally cool to disagree with that Mark I don't know your thoughts on Dan Campbell and what he did on Sunday, if you thought it was good, if you thought he lost the game, if he should have taken the points. What did you think of Dan Campbell and the way he managed the second half on Sunday in a game the Lions would eventually lose to the San Francisco 49ers?
1: Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it, you know, it, it mimicked what he always does, but I thought it was a wrong decision. And I'm one of those guys that I don't buy into the analytic numbers that come out all the time, because Every situation is different, and you've got to do not what you've done all year long. This is an NFC championship game on the road, and you go go with the points. You know, I hear the, well, that's what he does. Well, he didn't do it at the end of the first half when they kicked the field goal. He didn't go for it then. Like, there is a time and a place, and you've got to manage the game that's in front of you, and you can't let what you've done in the past dictate what you do in the future you've got to essentially call the game the way you know you see it now I, I get it fourth down and two was seven minutes left you know and it should have been a completion but it wasn't and one of the things that happens is San Francisco grabs up momentum now they're still only down by 14 right you could have put them down by 17 they grab that momentum and they go right down and they score a touchdown so let's say you kick the field goal and you make it now you kick off there's two TV timeouts. So now from a real-time standpoint, the Niners are down three scores, 17 points, and there's probably about six to seven minutes that have passed based on the two TV timeouts where you don't have that momentum. You don't have that excitement. It wanes. And I've been there where, you know, you kick off and we go trotting out there and there's a TV timeout and you got to stand in the huddle for two and a half minutes waiting for you to come back from TV. It sucks. And especially when you're down, and so yeah, I, I just disagree with those decisions. And I love Dan Campbell; he's a, like he's a friend, um, and I love what he's done all season long. But on the road, the NFC Championship, you're, you're down 27-24. You kick a field goal, and you tie that damn thing up. So um, I just have I am I'm adverse to some of that stuff, um, and I also understand. From a game standpoint, you know, I I get all the time, well, in this situation on on fourth and two, you know, you go for it here because, you know, the odds are. And I always like, well, you know what, math and statistics have never made a tackle. They've never thrown a block on a three technique that's kicking your ass. They've never done any of that stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to call it the way the game is played, not the way the math tells me to call it. I mean, a really, a
0: really interesting answer. I wish this interview was like 45 minutes longer. Cause I want to ask you a bunch of follow-up questions. We have like a, about two minutes left here. Mark would just love kind of your first thought as you start to conceptualize, Hey, the Niners and the chiefs, like what is this game going to look like? So in two minutes here, like you've had a couple of days to kind of think about the game digested a little bit. What's the key matchup to the game? How do you think it's going to play out? we got a couple minutes to go.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I would think that anytime you play Patrick Mahomes, the, the, the biggest key is keeping it off the field. And even when you do that, um, the guy is just that good. Like he is that exceptional that he can still beat you. So, you know, with San Francisco, the, the big key to me is you got to run the ball. you got to open up and set up your play action stuff. They do a great job. Kyle Shanahan is unbelievable when it comes to design. But the, what they don't do well is they're not great route runners. They're not like from a static position in a drop back game, that's not what San Francisco does well, and you know the crazy thing is, is it's probably the worst I've watched them play two games back to back all season long. They had that game, that three game, you know, losing streak in the middle of the season, but this is as bad as they've played collectively as a team, and they're going to have to run the ball, set up their play action stuff. Um, the last two weeks, Brock Purdy has, you know, put them on their shoulders and driven them down in a drop-back game with scrambles and big-time throws, I just don't think you're going to beat Kansas City doing that. You've got to get back to doing what you do, and you've got to do it exceptionally well. And they haven't done that in the last two weeks. So it's, it's a really interesting game. But, you know, playing keep away from Patrick, I think, is one of the biggest things you have to do if you're going to beat Kansas City.
0: Mark, unfortunately, we're, we're out of time here. Like Ken said, this is your answers are amazing. We'd love for this to be longer. We have about 30 seconds to go, only because you brought up that Jacksonville game in the playoffs with Denver. I remember watching it. Outside of the three actual Super Bowls, Mark, that you played in and won, what is your all-time favorite as a player, playoff game that you won in your career in 30 seconds to close, outside of the Super Bowls?
1: Oh, outside of the Super Bowls, probably, probably I would have to say... um the NFC, cha- my first NFC championship was against Detroit. And we opened up the season and we beat them like, uh, I don't know, 51 nothing or some crap. And they came back rolling into RFK and we beat them. We beat them 45-10 to or something to go to a Super Bowl. And it probably in that same season was, they called it the seat cushion game. We beat Atlanta 24-7 in the divisional round. And they had these. They handed out these seat cushions. When we won that game, like fifty-five thousand seat cushions came flooding in, like confetti, into the field in this rainy, miserable day. It was awesome.
0: Oh, that's that, <laughs> that is great. I think I think Atlanta like beat San Francisco. It was like Steve Young's first season as the starter. Like prior in the wild card round, prior to the game, seat that ninety-one game. watch. Dude, that, that 91 Washington team was, I actually think, is like one of like the five best teams ever that doesn't get talked about. Mark, we, we'd love to do this again down the road. We sincerely appreciate the time on Twitter, at Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox, et cetera. Thank you so much. Uh, stay well, and we hope to do this again soon. You got it. Mark Schlereth joining us here on You Better You Bet. That's a 10 out of 10. That's really good. Yeah, really uh, from one Super Bowl champion to another, Mark Schlereth just now, and our BETQL Network teammate, Broncos, former Broncos linebacker, Brandon Marshall, coming up next to start hour number three on You Better You Bet with Nick and Ken.
1: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BET MGM <laughs> on the BETQL Network.